Greetings, folks. Today we have the pleasure of sharing with you our 38th Costa Rica Pura Vida Lifestyle podcast series episode that deals with the daily life of Costa Rica and the many questions that arise when thinking about moving here, visiting for a while, and how one acquires their legal status and so much more. Becoming a resident of Costa Rica is a very involved process. and More and more people and individuals and families especially are thinking about it now and in 2022. There seems to be so much stress and just really a need for a change of the lives of many all over the world and Costa Rica seems to be that Pura Vida lifestyle oasis. It's a peaceful land, an easy laid back life and a strong desire for a more sane and peaceful life really, really goes a long way. <laughs> Today and throughout the coming months, I'm going to be spending some time with Kevin McNamee, who's the representative for Costa Rica Immigration and Moving Experts. He and his team, they've helped hundreds of people in acquiring their legal status and everything that's involved in the process for many years. And he is indeed an expert, a professional, and a perfectionist when it comes to his business, and I'm really happy to have him here with us. Kevin, welcome. Uh, welcome to you for the 38th time. We really appreciate your spending a few minutes with us explaining all you need to know, or all you really know about Costa Rica, what we need to know. 38 times. It's, it feels like it was more times than that. <laughs> the... Uh... I appreciate the, the opportunity, Skip, to talk with you and your your listeners. It's a uh, it's a subject that's near and dear to my heart, our hearts, and uh, I'm only too happy to raise the flag or raise the profile, whatever way you want to say it. But uh, fire away, my friend. I'll see if I can answer your questions sufficiently. Well, that sounds great, Kevin. And uh, today we're going to do something different. And I'm really excited about it. I just compiled a list of uh, things that uh, are associated with Costa Rica. And it's going to be a lightning round. So uh, 30 seconds to a minute or a little bit more on each one of these would be great. But let's start, first of all, by talking about the slogan Pura Vida. What do you know about that? I seem to hear everybody uttering that phrase when I'm there. Well, it's a common... It's a common saying amongst Costa Ricans, and then very quickly, us foreigners adapt it also, or adopt it also. It's just the, it's an all-encompassing, nice, friendly, greeting, salutation, whatever you want to call it. Pure vida, pure life, pure enjoyment of life. It's, it's open to a number of interpretations, but it really does capture the essence of the lifestyle here. Uh, it's it's a, a joyous salutation and it reflects the general attitude or atmosphere that you enjoy down here. I find that and I find very few people that would ever, uh, not, I don't want to say doubt my word for it, but would feel otherwise because Costa Rica with this beautiful weather and all that is only second by the fact that they have nice people. They are nice people. Very, very nice people. Sure, and, and really it would probably be compared to the, the word aloha in Hawaii, correct? And hola in Mexico, and uh, yes, it's, it's uh, uh, 
or in Canada we have the old saying, cold enough for you? <laughs> so, so it's... it's Now uh, I get it. Now I know what you mean. <laughs> hey, Kevin, um, the Blue Zones, there's five Blue Zones in the entire world, and I know that the Nicoya Peninsula is home to one of the Blue Zones. You do a lot of vacationing down there, and I believe you have a couple friends down there as well. Uh, tell me a little bit about uh, the people there, why they live to be 100 years old. Well, it's more than psychosomatic and such, Skip. It's more than uh, uh, the fact that they are blessed with certain genes and such. I believe it is a, 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 a lifestyle from cradle to grave where it's not too much is going to worry them. The sun is going to shine. We're going to have our rainy season, which everybody looks forward to. They're going to have the dry season, which everybody looks forward to. They know how to handle each season, because we do only have two seasons here. They know that the crops will not fail. If, if, the, if the corn is, is not doing well this year, the beans are doing extremely well. If the chickens aren't laying, they get more chickens. It's, there is a, a simplicity and quality of life that can't really be duplicated in too many other areas of the world. Uh, it's it is closest to hassle-free or or uh, problem-free as you could get. I think anywhere in the world, it's it, it's uh, the it's the people actually look not only forward but they look behind. They keep their traditions and they keep their expectations high. And inertly, there or I shouldn't say inertly, but. They, they just have a uh, genteel, perhaps it's the right word, attitude. And it's contagious when you live there for a while. You, the rest of the world doesn't speed up, you slow down. That's really what happens. And that's, uh, that's one of the main reasons a lot of the expats come to Costa Rica for that reason. Exactly. Kevin, um, Costa Rica is a very biodiverse country. It's the size of West Virginia, and it holds 5% of the world's flora and fauna, so many species of animals and plants, and it's just an amazing place all the way around. And I know that the government has a lot to do with that. Over 25% of the land mass is either national parks or protected preserves, and also, to go along with that, uh, close to 100% of the energy in Costa Rica comes from renewable sources. And I am aware of the hydroelectric plant that was built, I think, seven or eight years ago in southern Costa Rica. And I remember seeing a lot of windmills going to uh, San Isidro from San Jose. Tell me a little bit about the, uh, the attitude and uh, why, they're, why you guys are just so uh, excited about... Um, becoming a 100% renewable resource country? Well, actually, technically, we are 100% now. Now, at times, they may have to burn a diesel generator to generate a, um, in a dry period or dry season, extended dry season and such. But with the combinations of thermal, which we have here, we have uh, the windmills, as you say, it's not quite the ones you picture sitting with Don Quixote with his lance and horse about to attack the windmill, but these are 
high-tech windmills and such, as you can well imagine. The, the government years ago decided that they were going to try to be part of the solution instead of part of the problem. And this is a result is that they are very forward-thinking in their uh, attitudes. For example, one of the mainstays of the government is uh, import duties. And vehicles in particular have a, a high or fairly high uh, rate of duty. But you buy an electric car, no duty. So that's a very silent, very low profile mechanism. But the fact is, it works. And that just means one less gas burner or diesel burner on the road when a person brings down a new or an a, a electric car. Not one of these that are a switch back and forth. It has to be an electric car that will not be burning fossil fuel. But yes, that's just one of the types of forward thinking the government has here. And that is, it's an amazing attitude. And I think when one comes to Costa Rica to live, they can really, uh, really get into the fact that everything is so natural there and it, it makes you kind of feel good, doesn't it? Well, Skip, it's, it's more, it's deeper than, it's deeper than that really in a sense. Uh, I'm just talking in general here, but how many times have you taken a pair of shoes into a shop to get repaired in the last 20 years? <laughs> sort of a rhetorical question, but the fact is, you know, the it's a, a disposable society as far as the general population of the world is or are, are. They just uh, wore them out, throw them away, get a new pair, and onward. Here, including running shoes, they'll resole. And they do a handsome job on it, too. And uh, I have to do it like uh, Western boots. And I get them resold, rehealed, on, on and on on a regular basis every three or four years and I've been doing this for 15 or 20 or 30 years in the same boots and those boots are mine and I don't think anybody else could or would want them but the fact is they are still quality shoes and incidentally made here in Costa Rica too, western boots but there's a, there's a perfect example how far-reaching this idea is don't throw it away fix it uh, if, if, if Costa Ricans, the labor force, were to be credited with anything is their ingenuity when it comes to not going to run down and tell the boss, hey, I need a wrench, that uh, a spanner, a wrench that will move this four-inch bolt. No, they go figure out a way that they can do it with a, a chain and pipe and bam, all of a sudden, instead of laying out $150 for a wrench you want to use once, they fixed all the problem and saved about three man hours searching for that wrench. <clears throat> it just goes on and on, but it's it's impressive and it is memorable. Memorable? It tickles your memory. And whatever they do is working well since you're close to 100%. It, it, so. it, yeah, it's uh, it it works and works well, and we don't want to fix it. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Kevin, could you imagine the United States without the Army, Navy, Air Force, and Marines? Uh, no military at all. Well, I know that Costa Rica does not have an Army. I believe that came about in 
1949 where they dissolved the army through the the new constitution that was approved and how do they get uh, what's the reason behind that and how do they get away with it well the reason behind it believe it or not we jokingly say we do have an army we do have a navy and we do have an air force the army is ants and the air force is birds the seagulls and and the the uh, whatever the third one was uh, uh, Marines. I, I forget, sorry? The Marines, United States uh, Air Force. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And dolphins are, are Marines. So, no, it's it's our Navy. So, we do have, it, jokingly, do have uh, all the three forces here, but they're nature, nature's forces. No, the, the, in 1949, they decided that they're going to abolish the, the, the military and convert those funds into education. Now, did a, does it remain 100% of the fund going into education? No, but surprisingly enough, uh, we can have a university here for our students. It's free, and that's a big thing. It's also free for people moving here with college-aged kids. But it, it shows a, a value to learning and, and progressive thinking, the, the kids here in school typically must learn a second language. Now English is uh, very popular because we, a lot of our commerce and such is now predicated on English speaking people coming here. But also it's amazing seeing school kids, grade four or grade five, speaking Chinese for example. Or French, or pick a number, uh, pick a name. But it's it's uh, the education. How is going to be a certain percentage saying I, it's not for me? I don't want to do this. I don't know whether literally they're forced to. I know as a as a child I was forced to learn a second language, which I didn't really want to learn. Therefore, never became very proficient at it or in it. But uh, I suppose there are those. If you want to call them dropouts, but you know, it's, it, education here is, is very a very important um, aspect of the social life and the, and the, uh, and the financial industry here. We have a well well trained, malleable workforce because of the education. That makes a big difference, and I do know that uh, Costa Rica is the headquarters for the United Nations. University for Peace, and they have a lot of other international organizations as well. And basically what they do is they maintain serious diplomatic relations with most of the countries of the world. And I think any country that uh, does uh, business, you can call it business with Costa Rica regarding uh, how to achieve peace, that's a positive step in the right direction, isn't it? It certainly is, but, you know, it, uh, and it's to their credit to both the foreigners living here and the people here in Costa Rica involved, the local people, the Costa Ricans and their guests and such. It's not drum beating and flag waving. It's very quiet, methodical, mechanical, methodical uh, steps, progressive steps, and much more effective than press conference learning to the world that we are about to save save 
the seagulls, or we want to say whatever, whatever the, the issue of the moment is, it's a very methodical and thorough process and nobody's trying to grab uh, headlines they're just getting the job done very quietly and very effectively it certainly is a step in the right direction uh, two more topics kevin uh, costa rica is the largest pineapple producer in the world and i know that they're uh, they also export bananas and their coffee industry is amazing as well uh, Speak in general about the availability of fresh fruits and vegetables in Costa Rica. And I know you go to a, uh, a farmer's market every Sunday morning. So for those who haven't been to Costa Rica before, we tend to eat better, healthier, and the quality is amazing, isn't it? Well, you know, the, the story about the fish served on your platter, you when know, they say the, the, the fish on your plate today last night swam, swam in the bay. In other words, it was that fresh. Well, the same thing was when you're looking at your mangoes and your bananas and such. They, they were on the tree the day before. Or you know, maybe make a liar on me, maybe two days before. But the fact is they don't have to have 40 miles or 40 hours of transport. It's done at 4.30 in the morning. The, the, the fruit and vegetables are on the way to the to the marketplace, and uh, it, they are fresh. Also, the pricing, you know, we, for $100 you get 60,000 colonies nowadays. That's that's just a rule of thumb. So when we talk about colonies, think of it as $100 to 60,000. So uh, 20 colonies or 100 colonies, do the math, it's, it's, it's pocket change, really. But my wife and I, we always go to the same person who provides us bananas because over the last two or three years you get to know him, he knows what you like. He sells bananas and tomatoes and we like both of them so it's a, but just give you an idea, for 500 colonies you get a dozen bananas and these are, I mean, fresh, prime, export quality bananas and that is a ridiculously low price, okay? Six or ten or sorry, twelve or five hundred colonies, but but as you're talking to him and such, he'll grab it from him another hand of five or six bananas and stuff in the bag also gratis because he appreciates our business. Well, you know that's that's almost unheard of in in this day and age. First off, the cheapness the cheapness of the banana, and also the fact that. He's just threw, threw in 50% more for the same price. So we, we do very well with our bananas and, and, and the tomatoes are, the tomatoes here are what I remember on the farm in Ontario, Canada in 1955. They taste like tomatoes. They're not tomatoes that are grown and, and, and with the idea that they're going to be shipped a thousand miles by truck or train or airplane or whatever. These these tomatoes here are raised and I don't know what word used bread to be to be raised, but they are custom made to taste good, like a tomato should, not cardboard with red coloring and and hard as a rock. These are it makes your mouth water just thinking about them. 
but multiply that with anything you can think of the cabbages the the uh, salary salary looks like mini trees like people don't realize down here our poinsettias which is not a, something to eat or of course but we always picture I always picture poinsettias as a small little plant here they're damn close to being trees they're up to the eavesdrops of the of the houses they're up to the top of the fences here they grow prolifically and beautifully and they are they are bona fide poinsettias I, I digress from the food part but it just gives you an idea that the what's available here it's a virtual Eden in the sense that the plants that do well in the rainy season do extremely well the plants that do mediocrely in the, in the dry season get additional water because we have abundance of water and if the ones that like the dry um, soil do extremely well so we literally could you don't start a revolution on a full stomach and that may be one of the reasons why talking about the last uh, topic maybe that's why we don't have an army Food for thought. Kevin, uh, to finish up here today, I wanted to talk a little bit about the fact that uh, Costa Rica was the first country in the Americas to ban the hunting of animals for sport. And along with that, I believe it was about six or seven years ago, they decided not to have any more animals in captivity and they, uh, they shut their zoos down and they turned them into botanical gardens. I think that's a great idea and it goes along with all of the other things that the government has done, um, uh, protecting 25% of the, the country's land mass, and uh, it's just an exciting uh, opportunity for those animals to grow and uh, multiply, right? Yes, yes. Now, we're not completely devoid of animals in pens, but most of these, in fact, all of them are refuge where a sloth going across the road gets hit by a car or so, they'll, they will bring that sloth to a refuge and they will heal it and if possible revert back to the wilds. But if not, if it's a, a permanent damage, instead of it perishing along a slow, tedious, horrendous death, they will it'll have a lifespan of its normal lifespan in, with fantastic care and food provided and such. They have a soft spot for animals here at one level anyways. The, uh, the monkeys and sloths and, and cougars and on and on and on. The crocodiles and alligators, not so much. The, uh, they, nobody really wants to have them in the petting zoo and such, but uh, there is animals but in, and birds bird uh, runs into uh, flies into a power line or something like that broken wing lost a wing they will nurture that bird for the rest of its life its natural life and yes they sometimes they will charge you to see them but that is a way of paying for their animals paying for their keep because the land they have to keep is such expensive and people willingly do donate if they have Quite often, if the entry fee is a thousand colonies, I often see, I've done it myself, you throw a five or ten thousand colony bill in there because uh, they could use it. It can expand. There might be another animal need its help. So it's, it's uh, 
it's a very positive thing that we got rid of the the uh, zoos. The we do have the bullfights traditionally around Christmas time, but our bullfights are tease the bull, and not hurt the bull. We there's no swords or I forget what they call the the prods that stick in the in the the heart the uh, bull's back and such. No, it's done with this. This they run up the bull and slap him on the rump and see if he's gonna chase them or not and if they chase them they run like hell and if they don't chase them they run back and try to try to swat the bull again it's it's a it's not nice i don't i don't support it but it's not near as painful for the bull to be bothered by people and not hurt by people sure that makes a lot of sense well kevin thank you so much we have about 25 or 26 more topics to go so that'll be the next three podcast episodes in the next few days as well and we really appreciate your time uh, folks we've printed kevin's contact information and his website address on the uh, program notes that are associated with this episode uh, his uh, uh, his website address is costa rica immigration and moving experts.com that's costa rica immigration and moving experts.com if you haven't already, be sure to listen to our first 37 conversations with Kevin regarding residency and so much more, really. What we want to do is just educate the people who haven't been here before and try to get them excited on uh, perhaps visiting in 2022. And for those of you who do live here, uh, I hope we can open up your eyes and maybe introduce you to something else that you haven't even thought about. So. Uh, we're real excited about having this opportunity to do so. If you like what you heard today, uh, why not share our Q&A session with your friends and your family? We have so much to share, our knowledge, Kevin's knowledge, not mine so much. Um, and we would really appreciate your passing uh, the link along. Finally, if you come up with any specific questions or topics that you'd like Kevin to cover, let us know. And you can send your request to my email address at CostaRicaGoodNews at gmail.com. That's CostaRicaGoodNews at gmail.com. We're going to be doing about three more episodes in 2021, and then we're really excited. We're going to change things up a bit for 2022, so we'll be around a long time. And, Kevin, thank you so much. We'll see you soon for our next conversation together and basically talking about everything there is to know about Costa Rica. Well, you're, thank you very much for the invite and thank you for your time also and thank you for your questions. Talk to you soon.